Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Good evening. And we come to you on a holiday, which actually means a lot to both me and Kyle, um, a Memorial Day where we actually remember those who gave their life in the service of our country, and we won't go into a lot of details about that for us because it is very hard for us to kind of talk about it because we've actually known people personally who have actually passed away in the service of our country and our freedoms. But for those of you out there, we hope that your day has been a good day. We hopefully you'll remember the reason for the day as well. But Kyle, today we will look at our first year, our very first broadcast of the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast was on the 16th of June, 2020. Right in the middle of the pandemic. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. And it's been a very interesting year, not just because of that, but from the humble beginnings of the podcast, from the idea and getting it all set up to be, to begin with, and me not knowing what I was doing, and then you step in and helping me out. You know, which you've been, you have been an absolute blessing to have, my friend. I, we almost, I don't know if I've ever told you that. I try to tell you that, try to let you know that you have been an absolute blessing because this would not have gotten as big as what it's gotten without you. Because we went from really neither one of us knowing what we were doing. Would you say you know what you were doing? Because I know I didn't. Oh, no, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, the only advice that I've actually gotten from other podcasters, one of which was, uh, Conrad Thompson, you know, the pot father, he told me to enjoy it. He said, make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you have fun doing it. Now that I will say, I believe we have been having some fun. Uh, last week's show was probably the one that had me dying laughing. And it was when you were telling a story that wasn't even about wrestling, but about you and your relationship with the Golden Corral. And oh. I will say, people who have actually told me, they want to hear the rest of the story, so maybe one day we will have to somehow arrange a telling where it's not as family-friendly, so where you can actually add in the details that you couldn't add last week. Go ahead. I was at a table for eight, and we we had been training all day. And one of our mutual friends knows the type of training we were doing. And I'm 280 at the time. And I'm probably the third smallest guy in the group of eight. Wow. These were big boys who we trained to fight. We had wrestled. We did, um, it was called Haganah, Israeli self-defense, and we we trained hours nonstop. And for whatever reason, they chose the Golden Corral, and I have a natural inclination not to like the place. And they go, well, they have fried shrimp, and I'm not kidding. 
I do not like buffets, but I can also not exist on salad. Right. So they have no meat. They they have some form of meatloaf. They have fish, and they had just introduced fried shrimp. And like I said, this family, they kept taking it all. And they put us big guys in the banquet room because we were big, we were loud. My friend's wife was there, and she's annoying as can be. Um, She's not listening, so I can say I'd rather be hit with a shovel than hear her <laughs> tell a story. Um, so I, I was just amped up and ready to go. And they they kept getting food, and they kept getting the shrimp. And and you know me, there there are comments that naturally come out of my mouth that sometimes I just can't control. So once I started, the table started. Oh, so, so it, wasn't I was just, not, it wasn't just the Kyle show. No, I started it, but the guy I was sitting next to. They were like Muppet and Groper. It <laughs> um, just started ripping on them. And, I mean, I, I'm watching them, but I'm really watching the tray of shrimp. I'm waiting for it to get filled up <laughs> so I can eat. <laughs> and they just kept beating me to it. And... A lot of non-family friendly comments, and then, like I said, when they grabbed the tray, that's when I lost it, and I made a, a real direct, mean comment to the table about the salt lick. And then the chair broke, and no, I was not going to help anyone get up. And a lot of commentary about gravitational pull. A lot of. <laughs> Wow, I don't. You didn't mention that last week. No, I'm expanding. <laughs> yeah, family possible, but the, the force and the velocity that she hit the hit the ground. Like as a human being, I feel bad about it now. Um, just as much for the chair that lost his life that day as the person, but no way. Any person with any sort of medical training should have helped that person out at, at that point. Medical professionals needed to come out. And I'm not kidding. That's the first time I ever saw the uh, the fat person gurning with the hydraulics. And, and I was significantly entertained by the fact that this had air shocks and all the stuff that came with it. And it, it took six of us to get her off the ground and put, put her on this gurney. And you would have thought this, this gurney had ATV tires because these, these tires were huge. It needed to be to hold that weight. And mechanically lifted into the ambulance like where a person wouldn't have had to have done it and 
the the commentary to the manager and I mean there's a whole lot more. Um I was the only one permanently banned. But I guess I was the instigator as well. But the rest of the table wasn't invited back for a while either. Mm. But are you really shedding a tear over being banned from a Golden Corral? I'm not disappointed that they have not damaged. I was not, I, I've never attended a men's breakfast there when they, they would hold them. Ah, no. <laughs> no, the only thing is the restaurant hasn't burned to the ground in my community. That's the only thing that's going to take the memory away. It's just not a fan. And I don't even think that that's, that may be top five for worst stories. Well, one day we'll tr- we'll have to see if we can kind of fit them into whatever the subject is that we're doing on the podcast. And since you know the stories, you'll have to let me know a good subject where we can kind of roll it in with naturally. Like I I I have photos of trying to ask a waitress to be my date. To your wedding, uh, we have that on video somewhere. If we can find the video, I do remember that it was at the Frishes, and she talked to me for what six months after your wedding, uh, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and don't forget, we went to Hooters for your bachelor party, which is we the weirdest bachelor party I've ever been to, where the waitress was sick, and we had to beg the manager to send her home. That's right. She had, like, hives or something like that, and she was talking about how, uh, like, just the heat from being around, the uh, like, the oven and the stove, and basically back in the background, the grills were making her very, very uncomfortable. I mean, she wasn't, like, throwing up sick. She was you – know, she had that going on sick. It wasn't anything contagious. Yeah, we were concerned it was contagious. And what we wanted was the hula hoop girl to be our waitress. Uh, maybe you and so – I mean, I was getting married uh, two days later. Yes. Uh, well, me and an unnamed cohort – <laughs> We're trying to Carl to be our waitress. So all sorts of terrible stories that will come out one day. But I don't I think Golden Corral may be top five. Well, so far on the podcast it's the number one. But I'm trying to think of I can think of, I can actually come up with a story of my own that would top that. I'll have to really, really Dig deep into the mental roller decks to try to find something. But I, <laughs> we, we were watching uh, USC, and your favorite wrestler Brock Lesnar uh, was fighting. Um, this would have been Shane Carwin, and six six of the members from that table. Um, we should have a call-in guest here in a second. We'll see if um, he remembers this. But my sister-in-law worked at the Green Turtle. And 
she brought her boyfriend and two of his friends out. And they were all in the army. And the first thing, um, your one of your presidents had eliminated a lot of don't ask, don't tell rules. So we started joking about how they all had to take group showers. And that their army was different than the army the guys had served in and just messing with him. And this guy proceeds to tell us that he was a international karate champion. Oh, and he, this was the best. <laughs> and challenged us all to a fight with his friends and just reached over and smacked him in the neck. And he didn't say another word the rest of the night. <laughs> but I made fun of him all night. Oh, I don't blame you. It, it was great. Oh, you're going to hit me with the one second punch, huh? One inch punch, huh? So you can take out Brock Lesnar, huh? Oh. Before you have, uh, before your caller calls in, which I don't see anything yet, I will go ahead and tell the contact and listen info because I actually have some good news about that. But if you would like to reach us by email to give us any kind of feedback, any kind of show suggestions, anything, just want to say hi or you just want to tell us whatever you want to tell us, armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on facebook.com at, at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Booking Armchair. You can find us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And as of just a, not even a week ago, we are now on Amazon Music, Kyle. And, and congratulations to us and, again, appreciating all your hard work there. I'll tell you what, whew, we're hitting big time. Continue to add listeners and forms to play the podcast. And think about this, how far we've evolved with this. When we first started, I had, you know, I didn't even have the email address set up. I set that up actually afterwards. And so uh, the podcast that goes to my personal email uh, the Facebook account wasn't set up yet. That, I set that up after, what, about the second or third episode? And Twitter, that one took me a little bit because I found out that armchair booking has actually been taking, taken, taking, taken. So I finally, at booking armchair, I was able to do that. Uh, YouTube is a fairly recent thing set up through the the, the Gmail address. But... I believe Apple Podcast was the only one you could find us on at first. And the only reason I even had that that set up was because that's what I use to listen to podcasts normally. So I'd, obviously I wanted to set that up so I could actually listen to our podcast, not because I like hearing us talk all the time, but because I could listen for any kind of um, QC purposes, really. And then once I was able to add... Um, commercials 
then I was able to hear what the commercials were. And unfortunately, we I've had to throw extra filters on there because there's been a couple commercials that did not align with our no politics rule because they managed to sneak them in under um, other means, I guess. And so I've had to cut out things like books because when the election was going on and all of a sudden, yeah, we're getting, I'm getting ads for books for one of the candidates. And I was like, okay, so I got to take them out. But that's just something that uh, live and learn because we're learning this on the go. I and mean, this is on the job training. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say, Kyle? It is. And I, I know today's Memorial Day and we're thinking of people we served with who have sacrificed for this country. But one of our first memorable experiences on the podcast is from someone that passed away. And that is when Jordan Garber called in and we got to interview him before. Yes. Jordan. And this one that honestly is still hard to talk about because you think about, we didn't really know him that long. Jordan was the one who reached out well, first to me and then to us because he hit me up on Facebook. He gave the Facebook page like, and, and he sent me some messages. And then we also um, connected on Twitter. But he hit me up like the next Sunday and said, hey, you want to do an interview on, on my podcast? Oh, sure thing. And, yeah, because I'd already looked this guy up and listened to a couple of his podcasts, and he was out of uh, Canada. He's out of Winnipeg. And... He interviewed me. In fact, he did a Zoom call interview with me. And so it was a video interview, in which he later put on YouTube, and he put on um, his own podcast platform, which he had a lot. I couldn't tell you how many different, um, I guess, browsers or, or avenues you could go through to actually hear his podcast, but it was a lot. It was more than the ones that I just listed priors. And he actually was running his because we also run ours through uh, Block Talk Radio. Well, he was using using a few. He, Block Talk Radio actually. Well, he he actually hasn't well had an account there. And he said that's how he found us was he was just browsing through looking for wrestling podcasts and he came upon ours and he said he liked it and so he was actually really pushing us and Jordan did us a huge favor and I was glad that he was able to call in to our show the one time because then you were able to finally speak with him because by that point he was hitting me up last minute on weekends. And so I know I was texting you going, dude, can you do a podcast or, you know, can you do an interview like right now? And both times, I mean, I know you were actually out. There was uh, no way that you were able to do it. And so for him to finally call in and you were able to talk to him, I mean, and we were hoping that this would keep going. And then in late December, and I, I'm just telling this for people who don't already know this, because we may have some new listeners. Late December, if that is on December 30th, I sent him a, a message across uh, Twitter. 
you know, just a, a direct message. And I was like, hey, Jordan, you know, just want to reach out and say hi. Uh, I just see how you're doing. You know, haven't heard from you in a while. And then I found out two weeks later he had actually passed away on the 29th. And, and that's a, a hard thing, especially for us being military veterans. And it's not the first circumstance we've ever come across where someone has lost their life that way. And right. That and, yeah. He he had so much potential, so much more to to offer, and it just in an instant it went away. Because yeah, then we don't we don't want to speculate on how he passed away. We've seen a few leanings just from some things other people have posted about him. You know, people who are friends of his. Uh, I actually had a girl reach out um, who didn't know that had happened until she actually saw my tweet. And because she was on his Twitter, where she followed him on Twitter, and then when I tagged him, basically, you know, saying rest in peace, and, and she hit me up, and she had no idea, but she was talking about him about Jordan, the person outside of the podcasting. And he was a, like a call service representative. And he was apparently pretty good at it because he had actually moved through a few different companies and he was moving up in the ranks doing it. So he had went from being just part of a call center to all of a sudden he was a call center supervisor. And he had actually moved into a different company to do that. So um, so he was moving up up in the world in that profession. He was also a referee in wrestling. He had done the Canadian Death Tour. Am I, is that the right name of the Kyle? Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, the Tony Candelo Canadian Death Tour. Yes. Jordan had actually done that because he kept talking. I had never heard of him until he was telling me about it, and I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, Wow. Okay, this dude must be, you know, for someone to me, because if you saw the pictures of him, he was not that big of a guy, but he obviously had some kind of toughness about him to be able to survive that without giving in and saying, I'm going home. And it, when, if you were to look at all the people he had interviewed, um, it wasn't just wrestlers. And, he was interviewing baseball players. He was interviewing basketball players. He was inter- interviewing people in other walks. His main passion, though, was wrestling. But back to the story about this girl, she said she first met him when she started working with him, and she was basically homeless. And he gave her a place to stay and put her up for a while until she was able to get on her feet, and he didn't expect anything in return. You know, and... She said, you know, she'd be forever grateful for that. But, yeah, when I found out, you know, he had passed away, it actually, you know, it actually hit me pretty hard. Because that was somebody who went out of his way to help us out when he didn't even know us. And so, I mean, that, that, that's pretty strong. The uh, business, and it's not really a business for us, it's a passion pursuit. But 
like many areas of life, there's not a lot of people willing to help someone else out. And he, he was willing to, just like we've had some people call in to provide a different voice or a third third input and definitely expanded the possibility for for the show. I agree. And I mean I can even list some of the guests that we've had call in. On my end, I'll see Randy, and I'm not going to mention any last names. You know, but Randy and calling in. And the first time, well, and then I'll actually I'll, say, I'll go ahead and say on your end, a mutual friend at first, uh, Rich. Rich called in, and then your friend Jennifer has called in a couple times. And the other one who started more or less, I was the one who made the arrangements, but I'd say since then she has become a great friend of the show. And you know who I'm talking about. That'd be Miss Small and Mean, Selena Dean. Our, our new money, Selena Dean, how, however you want to say it. But getting to to hear just a piece of, of her story was was really good and a great experience for us and for everyone that listened. If I learned anything from from her is that there's so much of her story that has not been told. I think one of the things that she has brought some of, and I and I still think there's even more of it, is she has brought humanity because a lot of people forget Yes, we watch them as professional wrestlers. They're still human beings. And whatever path, I mean, every, we've all gone on different paths. Because your and I's, you know, yours and mine path, our paths growing up were very different. But they, but they still led to the same place of us working together uh, where we met. And... Yeah, so it doesn't matter the path that you were on. It matters where where you're going and where you end up. And I think she's a prime example of that because, and I know she's told you more of her story. And, you know, she didn't grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth from the sounds of it. Oh, not at all. And you look at her now. um, The discussion on what size yoga pants should end. <laughs> yeah. I, I still laugh about, and then um, getting to cut a wrestling promo on a wrestler is it, always fun. And she is currently the Northern Wrestling Federation's women's champion. And I was there the night she won it. I was actually there in person, and I was able to meet her after the show. And that's actually been, you know, one of the biggest highlights uh, 
for me anyway, one of the biggest highlights of doing this podcast is we were, you know, at least I was able to actually meet one of those wrestlers. And hopefully in the future we can expand on that because once Maryland opens up, but I don't know, have they even talked about having wrestling shows there? They're doing some shows in West Virginia, but Maryland has not opened up tremendously yet. Hmm. So, just getting the the groups, like Jimmy Seafood is hosting podcast events, but I haven't seen any wrestling events lately. Jimmy Seafood. Have you ever actually, have you ever actually been to Jimmy Seafood? Kind of off topic. Uh, if you don't get the hint, I don't eat a tremendous amount of seafood. Ah, I eat fried shrimp. Just fried shrimp. I do not like crab, which is a Maryland staple. I do not like crab cakes. I, I also do not like lobster. Um, it's been fried shrimp. I can occasionally tolerate salmon. So that's a no on Jimmy's Seafood then? That's a big no. Now, my wife has ordered it and sent it places for a gift. So they do box seafood and, yeah. and they'll ship it. So what is the price range? Oh, the boxes can go anywhere from 50 to $300. Ooh. It, it all depends um, what you want. But like like I said, I, I went to seafood restaurants where everyone at the table, except me and my child, are eating crab. And I will sit there with fried shrimp. Hey, you like what you like. I I just don't like crab. I I don't like crab meat. I am also a big shrimp guy. Uh, in fact, anytime we go to some you know, like Red Lobster, I will get the three shrimp your way, and it's usually fried, scampi, and coconut. Yep. <laughs> That's, yeah. But Red Lobster is another restaurant on the family uh-uh list. Ooh, well, I guess, you know, if, when, you can make it out here. I'm guessing that's the place we're not going to go eat then. Well, it's, it's my Red Lobster. But they, uh, we used to have an Applebee's that's gone now. Um, like I, I can tell you what restaurants were in and out of here based on what event and what where I watched it in their in their restaurant. So uh, a lot of things, as happens in a smaller town, uh, a lot of things come and go. Very true. Of course, the town I live in, they're they're all excited because uh, they're going to be building a KFC here soon. 
they go, I don't know if you hear that right now, but we, we have a child illegally riding a dirt bike up and down our neighborhood. And I almost want to take a sledgehammer and um, stop the stop the bike. Hmm. No, I actually can't hear it. Yeah, he he's an obnoxious little fifteen year old kid. And usually, when you have an obnoxious fifteen year old kid, you usually have obnoxious parents to go along with it. Parent, all parent. Hmm. So. Yeah, but podcast-wise, what has been your favorite episode so far? God, I was, I've, I've been trying to figure this out for the past couple of days going through them. And, you know, it, it, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid. Um, if I had more than one kid, I'd still have a favorite <laughs> um, well, like one of the house, I'm 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 more pro daughter. Well, let me see. The one where we were talking about has, basically has kayfabe ended, and I'm trying to find other. Oh, it is the ending of kayfabe. I think that one was one of the more interesting episodes we did. Uh. One which, you know, I, I think that we thought it was going to be easier than what it was, was the third generation wrestlers. Oh, that was a hard list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were thinking, oh, I just won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Not as many third generation as what we thought. And, I, you know, of course, the military veterans, I mean, and that, that just has a, a place in both of our hearts. Uh, the Road Warriors, because I got to tell the story about Road Warrior Hawk wanting to uh, beat my head in and then a reader International Airport. But how about you? Some of your favorites. So my favorite episode is the AWOL Starcade 98 story and, and the discussion <laughs> about that at pay-per-view. Um, Ironically, the person who failed to turn in my lease slip and the person who reported me have both since passed away. Really? So that, that's just irony on this day. But the Starcade 98, I mean, getting to go with... Um, some friends from from the base and then everything that happened around that event. Um, the the one thing we were told in basic training is if you get assigned someplace to to go out and see things around it. So that's how I went down to D.C. for the first time. Now I hate it because I drive by it every day. <laughs> but um, you know, getting to go the first time, being a West Coast kid, seeing, I think it was 19,000 at the MCI Center, was, I mean, my first and only WCW pay-per-view event. 
and then to think three years later they went away. Oh, yeah. And nobody else uh, saw it coming. Not uh, another. Not, go ahead. The Tuesday night in Texas discussion because we talked about my Siamese fighting fish and how they do not, you don't put fish full top of cable boxes. And actually, I think you've actually told that story in a couple different ones, but I do remember that one. And in fact, this Tuesday in Texas, one thing about that episode, because that's actually something else that I had to check. Uh, that's actually been one of our episodes with the highest number of listens. And then when we started, we would actually rebook shows. But and it's not that we've totally gone away from that. We've just kind of decided to add a, a few different things. Uh, I think we actually could look at it um, armchair booking an older show again. And I, I think, because I, I know you and I both have ideas. And then because of the the historical, the, the memories and different things, was one of our earlier episodes on, from August on booking stables and the top 10 stables in professional wrestling. That one I also did like. But that was one of the ones I was looking at. It's like, well, is it one of my favorites? Well, that one actually is also one of our ones with the highest number of listens. And, and we can't forget the first time I got to use shenanigans um, discussing your top ten list. When you decided Nikolai Volkov should be one of the people that should have beat Hulk Hogan. I think Nikolai Volkov should have beat Hulk Hogan. I think Retribution has a better chance of winning a match than <laughs> Nikolai Volkov ever had. I think at the time, during the Cold War, it would have worked. I don't think with him it would have ever worked. I didn't say it worked for very long. It would have been a transitional champion at best. But I think it could have happened. But, I mean, it it, it was a, a good series of episodes. You can tell where we were figuring everything out. Um, the the first time our surprise caller called in and, and got you, mm-hmm. which he and I found to be hilarious. As soon as I saw the number, I was like, "My God, that number looks familiar." And then and, and, then he went to the Hank Hill voice, and I'm like, "Rich, seriously?" <laughs> so. But yeah, and he, even the uh, even the call-in that is the reason why we are not taking calls, Finley now. Um, which one? The first one or the second one? 
<laughs> those two calls combined. Because the second, the second call perfectly played into the first one, and like sunk us in, hook line and sinker. Yep, and, and then got us. Like as far as trolling people goes, like they they really did a good a job. I'm not unimpressed. Oh, oh, they did, but I mean. I... I was also not going to let it stand. If if that had happened at the very end of the podcast, I would have had to tell you, well, we're scrapping that. We're just going to have to redo it. Uh, you know, even if we did just speak for two hours, because one of the things that these two guys, and I don't know if they had anybody else waiting in the wings, which they might have, but if they were going to use us to send a link to their friends saying, hey, Look what we did. Hey, you can do the same thing. I was like, not gonna, not gonna happen. That's why as soon as you know we hung up and I went ahead and set up the replacement show and deleted that one. I was like, you're not gonna use us to get your jollies, basically. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna be, you know, your bulletin board or your message board or your comment board where you want to go type up first. You're not going to use us to troll. Use some other kind of platform because we're not going to tolerate it. So anyway. But I failed in the length of the podcast. Somehow WWE Wrestling has gotten worse. Yeah, even though I will say they – I will give them credit for trying to improve. Now – SmackDown this past Friday, I don't know if you saw it. It was actually a pretty good show. All the matches were good. They had definitive finishes. They weren't using the the signature finishing moves three times each before they finally ended the match. And everything made sense. But say retribution yeah it looks like they just beat a couple guys from lucha house party but well think about all that's happened within wrestling also uh, you know because we're talking about yeah wwe the product has gone down and and we're not the only ones who notice because uh it's some of the people like your um like your brian alvarez's and Oh, my God. Dude, I'm having so many brain farts lately. Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Yeah, him. When they even comment on it. Now, granted, with Dave Meltzer, you say that your attendance at a show is one thing, and he'll basically go and blast it. So, nah, that was about half that. You know, nah, it wasn't that. You know it wasn't that. And it kind of makes you wonder, because even when the organizations actually have proof, no, we actually had this amount of people there. And, you know, people like that, but they've actually been showing, yeah, the ratings have been going down steadily for uh, Raw. And that's kind of wild considering when they were going against WCW head-to-head, the ratings that both shows were getting were just tremendous. And now Raw can't get that. AEW is still beating them, even though 
they're not going head to head anymore. But I think WWE, one of the mistakes they made was deciding to put NXT on USA head to head against AEW. And I don't think it worked out very well for them. What do you think? I think it did. But I think the wrestling audience, and let's be honest, the NXT product is the best of the three WWE shows. They they mix they mix their the people they show on television every week. The storylines are sensical. A little more consistency. But I mean look look at look at Raw. Raw got a one point six Uh, a 1.6 rating. How does that that equate to viewers? Because I know it's not 1.6 million. It's there's some kind of formula there. No, it's it's um, actually it's 1.621 million viewers. Oh, so I guess it is the viewers. Okay, for some reason I was thinking it wasn't. And. A so the post WrestleMania backlash show got 1.8 million viewers and a 0.48 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, male, female, both. Oh, okay. Wow. Raw is what for. March and April, 1.7 million viewers. Four of the last nine episodes are under 1.8 million viewers. Probably the best show uh, of the two, obviously, because the Roman Reigns storyline with the, the family has been consistent. The, the women's program has been consistent. But it's on Friday night. So logically, if you're going for the male demographic, um, most males should be out on a Friday night. And that's going to mean ratings are going to go down. Usually because, uh, well, especially most males, I'd say probably 18 to 25, they're very social they're very social animals, and they're going to be out socializing with other males and hopefully for them, other females. So, uh, granted, this is COVID time or pandemic time, whatever you want to call it. I don't know anyone that has hosted a wrestling event at their house all year. I don't either. Now, AEW put on a a good show last night, 
can't say I watched a whole lot of it, but AEW has some storyline flaws as well. They do. And I guess the big question that comes out of this is at what point are these wrestling companies, the fans, what they want? And you you think of AEW, the fans were really into Orange Cassidy and have been with with his gimmick. You, you could have put put the title on him and what would it have hurt Kenny Omega? I agree. And now they well, do you think Kenny Omega is starting to turn into like AEW's version of Roman Reigns? No. Kenny Omega is a, a different type of star. True. But you come out, for whatever reason, Impact Wrestling has two titles still. So Kenny Omega is their champion. He comes in with the triple, triple A Mega Championship and then the AEW World title. Hey, you're... Caller, is it four four three area code? Yep. All right, I will go ahead and answer it then. It's Hello, me, caller. Hey. Uh, tell us where you come from. And yes, yes, I'm calling from beautiful, sunny Ellicott City, Maryland, and we pronounce wow. it Ellicott hey. City, even though it's not even spelled that way. That's what the locals do. <laughs> How you been doing, Rich? Oh, I'm doing awesome, man. I just uh, uh, Kyle was telling me about this is your annual thing and. Want to call and say a quick hello and, and see what everybody's up to? Ah, uh, well, you know, we're just chilling like a villain. And, you know, uh, huh? You should be ashamed of yourself. What? Chilling like a villain chilling. named McMillan. That, that's not even 80s cool, man. Dude, it's dad jokes. <laughs> you're anyway, make dad jokes. Your, your, mullet, your mullet is more, more cool than that expression. Oh, dude. <laughs> Mullets. I love uh, anyway, my 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 brother-in-law still got one. He he had not, not anymore, but he has one in his um, his marriage pictures, dude. That haunts him forever. It's awesome. <laughs> um, well, mine's not just a mullet. Mine's a skullet. So basically known as the mullet by default. <laughs> it's like a mullet where you're going real fast. <laughs> going to the back. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm joking about it, but dude, I, I, I have a sunroof on top of my head now. I fly my drone over my head. And I'm like, oh my god, who's that guy? Oh, that's me. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yep. Um, and speaking of Ellicott City, there, Rich, I would have to say that during my time in Maryland, one of my favorite favorite places actually was Ellicott City. Really? Yeah. Um, in fact, when my wife and I, when we were just dating, I actually, we went up to Ellicott City. You know, I just, just driving around just to show it was, Ellicott City was wild because you had the historic section, 
where they had all those little shops. And I actually knew somebody who owned a candy shop up there. He had a, uh, he also had another job working at Target, which at first was my first part-time job before I started working the job working with you was actually at Target. Yeah, I remember. And right. And he, um, he had this candy shop up there as well. But it was wild because if you look where Ellicott City is kind of located, you look at it as opposed to like Laurel where I lived, you know, the the almost entire three years I was there, it was all pretty urban. And, you know, just all you're seeing is like the concrete jungle, buildings, sidewalks, everything. And then you get to Ellicott City and you drive a little bit out of the city and all of a sudden you're like in a forest and you're seeing like these old sawmills and you're seeing – you know, the things like that. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, it was nothing like everything else that kind of surrounded it. I mean, it was like this enchanted forest right in the middle of Baltimore County. But Actually, yeah, love, they, they love it up there. Place. Huh? They, they used to have a place in Ellicott City called the Enchanted Forest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. And I've just been corrected. You do not have just a skullet. Your proper term in the mullet terminology is you are known as Mulletron. 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 Because you I have know, a look, skullet. Be Mulletron. Mulletron. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to make a song up about that. Uh, there is a song. It's by Yankee Disco. <laughs> Yankee Disco. But you were you, you forever Mulletron. All right, I guess that'll be my nickname. And if I, for some reason, if I do get into the wrestling business, I'll just make that my name, Mulletron. But <laughs> we we were telling stories before Rich uh, came online. And join the podcast. And we'll see if he remembers this. But, Rich, we used to go to Green Turtle and um, Buffalo Wild Wings and other places. And for a while, we would meet somewhere in the middle in Mount Airy, Maryland. Do you remember going to the Green Turtle with uh, the Cuban Missile? Um, talking about Ponte? Mark, yes, I, I wasn't yeah. going to use his actual name. My sister-in-law and three guys that came with her. Yeah, yeah, dude, I remember that. And, and how know, he challenged in my the defense, table. Though, I, I watched the, I really watched the fights intensely. You know, I'm one of those guys that. Like if I'm if I go out with a bunch of people and like the fight's really good, dude. I don't, dude. There could be naked people running around. I don't see anything. I just see the I see the fight. Because <laughs> dude, I'm so I'm so in it. It's like dude, that's that's why I'm there, you know. <laughs> but go ahead, dude. Hey, there there was a point where honestly we we just shouldn't have been allowed out in public. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, well, for for another Lesnar fight, when he fought Frank Mir, um, 
I actually invited everyone over to my house for what we called mansion because I was home alone. And after Lesnar won, I held fireworks in my hand and shot him off in the air. In your apartment? Ooh. Oh, no, at my house. Ah. Like outside, I'm I'm hoping. At 1 o'clock. Oh, out on the deck? Well, if you remember at the birthday party, I I stopped doing things around the deck. Oh, the infamous, um, yeah, the infamous drinking challenge. Yeah, I remember that. I remember vividly. So, I got hosed on that deal. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know the story behind that? Or did, I don't want to steal your thunder, but that that is a pretty wild story. No, Steve has not heard this story. Seriously, Steve, you, you missed out on some absolute gut wrenching laughter. Um, I'll, I'll say my part, then I'll let, I'll let Kyle take it away. So um, we get there, and I'm running, my, I'm running my mouth like an idiot. So I say, I say to him, because I think, I think Kyle's a lightweight, but I'm a lightweight too. And so I figure he's even more lightweight than me when it comes to drinking. So I told him, I said, dude, for every shot you do, I'll do two. There's no freaking way you can do two or three shots and not be destroyed. So he goes, oh, challenge accepted. So he pounds down one, I, do, I pound down two. He pounds down another, and I'm like, oh, my God, um, okay. I pound down four shots, and now, dude, I can feel the freaking ground moving underneath me because I'm just not made – I just don't drink. And so, and so he's over there sitting in his chair, all right, give me another shot. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way I can handle six shots. I'm going to be thrown up everywhere. And so um, Shelly comes to my age. She goes, hey, just, just, just drink this. And it's all it is is just room temperature unsweetened tea, and I'm like, okay, room okay. temperature. So, no, it, this, what's that? This was clear tequila. Well, what you, you were drinking was white you know, right. So she gave me tea. So now it's like, okay, I got she four shots walk. in my gut, and I'm drinking tea, and you're doing more shots, and I'm dude. At that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? You win. Uh, I don't want you, you know. Yeah. All bets are off. You win, I lose. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want this guy to get completely destroyed. But you're like, you're a runaway train. You're like, no, 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 man. I could do another shot. Come on, come on. Don't be a wuss. And other choice words. And so, clang, clang. You just kept putting them down. And I'm like, dude, time out, man. You win. You're just doing this on your own. You wouldn't stop, dude. You just kept doing more and more. And pretty soon, you like had a momentary pass out in the chair. They wake back up and start stumbling around the kitchen. Grab your wife's butt once, and she she goes, you know, hi ya right in the nuts. And you're like, oh! <laughs> and then you start doing the you start doing the crawl out the sliding glass door. And we're, I'm, I'm dude, I feel so bad. I'm like, wow, oh my god, this is terrible. And then he's out. Then, then um, Kyle's outside on the deck, get some fresh air. That that lasted for about ten seconds. <laughs> out it goes. And he, he throws up on the deck, but the deck has got nice spacers, so it's going right through the deck <laughs> and landing on the dog uh, down underneath it. And the dog's like, ah, 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 ah. The dog's just flipping out. And I'm like, oh, my God, socks is terrible. It's funny, too. Don't get me wrong, I'm laughing. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, why did I even open my mouth? And it was, um, it was a treat, but somebody filmed it. I'm, I'm trying to remember who did that. 
Because they did a playback uh, of it, a too. A person who's no longer in the friend group oh, thought it'd be okay. funny to film it, make a music video Oh, yeah, of it. he did. <laughs> yeah, then they had, like, they're playing 300 in the background. This is part of you. So it's bad. Steve, this is clear white tequila. Okay. And, and oh it, this is my 30th birthday party, and I have not drank in nine years. Yeah, because I know you have never really been a drinker. You've been like an occasional, every once in a while, accidentally drinker. So, well, the one time, yeah, the one time when the basement flooded up at where we worked, I found out what jungle juice was <laughs> because I poured myself someone's fruit punch, but it wasn't punch. So, it has been a while, and everyone comes up for my 30th birthday party. And my wife, of all people, liked to embarrass me when people came over and plotted evil against me, her loving husband. And clear, clear tequila gives him water <laughs> and, and to deceive me. And he ain't kidding. I, I don't know what we ate that night, but I threw up on my dog. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, you've never seen shame. Like, I, I've seen shame. Like, the woman hitting the, hitting the ground and not being able to get off her back like a turtle at Golden Corral. There's shame in those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> has Rich ever heard that story? Rich has heard bits and pieces of it. I'm yeah, sure I heard bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah, because right now you have you have some people in Ohio, my daughter one being one of them, who fell on the ground laughing about the story about the Golden Corral and are wanting to hear more of the story because you said there's more that's not family friendly, and so now they want to hear more. So, anyway, but go ahead with the, the right. current story about you barfing on your dog. So, this is a Rottweiler, like my prize Rottweiler. <laughs> oh, and a, and a Rottweiler, a Doberman on steroids. And he, he was 130 pounds, like a good mm. boy. And he's outside because he, he couldn't handle that many people. And they let him outside because they were about to – what they did, what she did, was she had all all my friends and family that would respond do videos wishing me happy birthday. And okay. I, I'm, I'm sure I have them somewhere uh, on one of my computers. And she played them, and Rich throws down this challenge. And every time I do a shot, he's going to do two. And immediately, the competitive instinct goes in. And, all right, I'm going to see if Rich passes out before I do. And just like he said, and they start giving him tea and water, but feeding me alcohol. 
Because so, the whole time I'm trying to stop you, man. You just won't stop. No, I was already competitive at that point. It, it doesn't turn off. So I go out, I crawl out to the deck because I could barely walk. And what Rich is saying is I would walk up behind people and someone would say engagement drill. And what that is is it's two knees. And it's one to your thigh, it's one to your groin. And then you turn around and keel over and it's a bunch of other stuff. And that's what we would train all the time. Well, my wife it was turned around, so I need her twice in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned around and karate chopped me right to the testicles and put me down. <laughs> and that's what got me to <laughs> Oh, it hurt a lot. And I, I, I throw up on the dog. And... <laughs> They've got to bring the dog into the house. And I'm sitting there on the stairs, and this dog just looks at me with such shame. Like, <laughs> why, Daddy? Why? Like, I swear the rest of his life, he never looked at me this So. <laughs> and then where'd we go? I swear we went to IHOP the next morning. And I wasn't feeling well. And Miss Mr. Rich, oh, get the pancakes. It'll soak it all up. Yeah, I didn't even make it out of the IHOP bathroom. I didn't even make it out of the restaurant. I couldn't hit the IHOP. Oh, it was in, yeah. And I have not done it since. What, drank or IHOP or both? No, I haven't drank to to that level since. That's good. Matter of I, I have a six-pack here of custom custom beer that I got for being a groomsman or an usher in a wedding. And it's been like two years now. I haven't touched it. Machine. That dog, like, that had chunks in, in his black coat and it was almost... poor doggy. Oh. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, there, there was a period um that it it would get so uncomfortable in my house that people didn't even want to come over because not only did I have a sharp tongue I did. It, it was bad. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not understating what I said. Golden Corral and other places. It was mean. So, like in, what we're we're thinking is there's all sorts of eating establishments around where you live where they have your picture specifically up by the hostess. Uh, stand, the host hostess stand, saying, do not let this gentleman in? No, it was just Golden Corral. <laughs> just Golden Corral, okay. <laughs> because ne- now I tip so appropriately, I can choose my waiter or waitress in every res- restaurant I go, go to, 
but it, if there's a a customer or something entertaining, if someone's going to point it out, it's going to be me. I mean, there's an unnamed individual, and Rich may know who this is. We used to ride public transportation to work, and we we used to photograph people in entertaining scenarios and summarize them and send them out, our top three out to other people to see who came up with the best comment for the week. Kind of like your own version of people of Walmart. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, um, they actually did this after we came up with the idea. They came up with this page. It was like shaming people for doing obnoxious, rude things. Like somebody will just sit there and they'll take up like, two seats all by themselves and squeeze a person on the edge so nobody can sit there and just be all angry-faced. And so we, we kind of gave, kind of rallied back and forth with this, you know, before we even got into Facebook. Oh, or kind of like, uh, not yesterday. You know, it was yesterday. No, two days ago, my daughter and I were at a Walmart because I was going in there and, you know, get my, need my oil changed. And, you know, of course, we did a little bit of shopping as we're coming out. Um, we see this woman, and she is, she was already in front of us in the line, and, and you know, in the checkout line. This is after I'd already had my oil changed, paid for, moved my car into the front. And this one, of course, she has a big old six-pack of Smirnoff vodka. You know, hey, whatever, you know. Um, they'll go out, and... The vehicle that she's getting in is actually right there in like some of the handicap spots, big old truck, and she's getting in the passenger side, just leaves her cart just right there. And, you know, and I'm thinking, and, and even my daughter's like yelling, are you serious? The car car is 30 feet away. You can't walk the 30 feet. You know, but, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you, and of course, you, know, you look around the parking lot, and it's not just Walmart. I mean, it's like anywhere – where they actually have carts uh, where you can actually take to your car. And I know in some places in Maryland, they had a problem with people still in the cart, so you couldn't actually take the cart to your car. But that actually says something about a person, and there's actually studies been made because leaving a cart in a parking lot without taking it to the, like the car corral, it's not illegal, but it shows the kind of person you are if you just sit there and just leave it. You know what I'm saying? Shop, it's called shopping cart theory. Yes. It, people that yes. fail to take cart back to the um, to the return area are the worst human beings in society. Yes. And I, I believe that weight plate theory also applies in the gym. The ones who walk off without replacing, without taking the plates off. The dumbbells on the floor. Yeah, it's just it's annoying. Yep. Yep. I mean, granted, you didn't, you don't see that a lot on military bases because you, you don't know who that person is. Um, the person who's just leaving their weights just laying around. You don't know who the the other guy or girl is. 
uh, that's lifting right by you, you'll know what rank they are, and they may pull and go, hey, put your stuff up. And if you try to question them, well, I know whenever I was at RF Mildenhall, uh, the wing commander and the wing command chief both used to work out at the same time I did. And so they well, they would correct somebody in a heartbeat if they saw them doing something like that. But anyway, so yeah, um, we we had done that. Uh, I, another thing is there have been, oh, what was the name of the place? I want to say Bally's, Bally's Gym. Oh boy, and. <laughs> the people that would work out in this place were just made for YouTube videos. <laughs> so everything. <laughs> so everything you see in wrestling would happen in this gym. And there, there were goofy old men doing who knows what on the pull-up bar. The the one that still bothers me, we had Val Venus, um, who we called Officer Dangle, on the good girl, bad girl <laughs> machines with short shorts there, Steve. Oh! And, and yes. he, was, he was hanging out. Oh! Yes. We, we used to have, see that so badly. We used to have a dude that would spend um, spend 30 minutes before he worked out applying baby oil to himself. Before, before he, he worked out. Before he worked out. So he's before. going out there getting baby oil on, on all the, the hand grips <laughs> and the bars and everything. Well, yeah, you hope he's trying to catch him. <laughs> yeah. And this was the only gym I have ever been a member of that refused to put doors or curtains on their showers. Oh, public gym. It, it was Bally's. Um, well, Bally's Fitness. Bally's Fitness. Because I know some of the, um, and eventually we're going to get back to talking about wrestling. Uh, one of the stories, you know, you're talking about the showers and stalls and things like that. Uh, one of the bases in England, actually, is back at, again, in RF Milton Hall. I I was already done with my workout, already showered, and I was by the sinks um, and where they had the mirrors because I was shaving. And the stalls, about, you know, like the toilet stalls were right behind me. So as I'm sitting there shaving, I see, you know, I hear a toilet flushing. I see this old man, you know, and he's probably in his mid to late 60s. He comes out of one of the stalls, and I see all this in the mirror. He's, he comes out of one of the stalls, butt naked, and just doesn't even come over to the sinks to wash his hands, goes straight into the sauna. You know, or the oh. steam room, it was one of the two, because that's, that's the direction he was heading, and I'm like, I am never going to use that, those rooms ever again. There is no way. 
felt like, are you kidding me? He just went there, and I don't know what it is about, you know, apparently as you get older, you just don't care to be naked in public in a locker room. But, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen that as well, Kyle. Uh, kind of a phenomenon. We, we've there, – there have been um, relationships that have occurred in different areas of the gym at Bally's. Dude. We had a guy that would camp out in there Bally's. to watch us get dressed in there. Oh, the old man that would just sit in the corner, like never leave the locker room. That's before we had Family Guy and Herbert the Pervert. They got to be sitting there. Who? Oh, look at you. You work out a lot, don't you? (laughs) Like, oh, my God, no. He's there every single day. Back when they had, um, what was it? It was called the OGO Locker Bag. Yeah, I still got it. Like. The topic of wrestling, uh, it, it, it's getting pretty bad there, Steve. Like you talk about women, the current women's or sorry, the current WWE product or the current wrestling product in general. And Rich, I don't know how much wrestling you watch lately, but it's been kind of going downhill some. Even though Kyle and I are both, we are still both loyal wrestling fans, not necessarily one organization, one company over another, but just just wrestling fans. And so we both want to see all the companies succeed. That makes uh-huh. sense? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, yeah. Hey, Kyle, is that a fair statement to say? Yeah. And... One of the things, uh, Rich, as we have been looking over the past year, and one of the things when I know the one time you called, we were having all sorts of connection problems at night. And at one point, um, Kyle and I totally, we totally went off the air or, you know, or off the phone call. And so you were like the only, you were the only person on our podcast for about three or four minutes until we were able to get back on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you remember that, Kyle? Yeah. Um, I remember when you were figuring out microphones and you could not stay connected. Yep. And just to kind of show you the evolution of this uh, for you too, Rich, when Kyle and I first started uh, doing the podcast, I was using the Apple headphones with the microphone. And well, the the volume, yeah, the volume was kind of not that great. You know, you could definitely hear Kyle better than you could hear me. And because everybody that listened, they all gave me that feedback. They're like, "Yeah, we hear Kyle great. We can't hear you uh, sometimes. We're not. You're you sound a lot lower." And so I tried using some wireless earbuds and just trying to keep them from falling out of my ear. Yeah, I hung up on us at least once, maybe twice. So that was the last time I used those. And then somebody at my church actually gave me a, a set of headphones with a microphone attached to them, and that's what I've been using ever since. Now, if we can figure out 
for some reason, Kyle was able to do this the first time. He was able to click on the link and dial in with using that. I haven't been able to get it to work since. So what I'm having to do is I'm having to dial into the show and then do a three-way call to get Kyle down in. And so we're still working through some glitches, but this has been working for us now for almost a year, the way we've been doing it. Uh, but I think eventually we would like to hopefully upgrade. Um, maybe I could do it. Well, I don't know if I'd, I'd get a different laptop or not. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, because everybody else in my family are all switching to Macs. They're all switching to Apple. So we just have to see if that might be an option. But we're constantly looking to improve. So, so actually, Rich, I mean, I don't know if you've actually had a chance to listen to us at all. Uh, we would actually – we wouldn't mind hearing your feedback for somebody who's not necessarily a wrestling fan, but just maybe just some general feedback as far as, like, a podcast goes. Well, I'm not, I'm not a big kind of sewer podcast, um, but from what I heard, you guys sound really good. I mean, it sounds very professional and kind of organized and, um, you know, sound good to me. I can hear everybody clearly. Wow. And that's definitely a far cry from when we first started, Nick Kyle. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she's nearby listening. But you you, ha- you had a a good 14-week streak where a member of your family was getting yelled at every episode. Uh, it was really impressive. Well, he has been swimming. Um, he swam for about three hours at my mother-in-law's house. How he was swimming in 75 degrees, 70 degree weather, I, you know, temperature, I don't know, but he said it felt fine. And, you know, but just swimming for that long, now I think he might already be asleep, hopefully, because I have to get up and go back to work tomorrow morning. But anyway, but yeah, he knows now Don't when I'm doing the podcast, it's not a good time to be walking in and start asking for stuff and, you know, then start throwing temper tantrums. But Every that, member of your family has appeared on the podcast to include several of your pets. Oh, well, they just want to be included. Actually, my daughter doesn't want to be included. She has her own thing going. So, uh, Rich, yeah, Rich, I don't know if you know about her her deal, but... I just want to point out, I, I you may not hear this, but what I said about Terry Silver and her Karate Creek three kid three review i was correct he's appearing in the next cobra kai oh i know oh i know i just want to tell her i told you so and and that's being nice oh she actually liked the character of terry silver that was the thing she actually did like his character she thought he was kind of over the top in some ways but it was the writing of Karate Kid 3. It, with the storyline, it took Daniel backwards, like really backwards, like pre-moving to California backwards. It, a lot of that just didn't make sense. Um, but she still actually likes the movie. She just doesn't think it was a – she thinks it was just a really, really bad sequel. Uh, Rich, you have any idea what we're talking about? 
A little bit. Yeah, I heard that your daughter does reviews of 80s movies, and yes, that's pretty cool. Yep, and she did a review of Karate Kid 3. She actually did the review, you know, a few months ago. And we both got onto a um, Karate Kid trilogy page on Facebook. Well, I talked to or sent a message to the, the moderator, actually sent him a link to Avery's review of Karate Kid 3, where she actually titled it the worst sequ- or one of the worst sequels she's ever seen. And I said, you know, well, here's the link. I said, I don't know how you feel about people just posting on the page. And, and so he actually said, oh, he said, oh, I like the." He said, I watched the video. I like it. Um, he said, I'll go ahead and post it. All right, cool. And so it's getting her views, but then it's also getting her some negative comments. And this one guy in particular, you know, most of them, they were like, oh, whatever, whatever. I love that movie, whatever. This one guy, and he's from England, and he's around um, my age or your age, because I know you're actually a couple years older than I am. And he has to be one of the most pathetic people I think I have ever seen on the Internet. Because just going to his social media, he claims he's married, and but after a while, we got to wonder if even that was fake because he was he lists this thing. Oh, he's he studied at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Uh, and <laughs> I, yeah, I found his other social media. Uh, he actually on he started harassing Avery on Facebook you know, on that page. Then he was harassing her on YouTube. And I waited and I waited and I waited. I'm like, you know, she's 19 now, you know, to see if she can handle it. And. And then when she got carried away and she started, she told him to F off on one of them. I'm like, all right. And he kept on. He was calling her a fangirl and things like that. Well, the dude's name was um, Big LaRusso, like Daniel LaRusso. (laughs) Really? And he's calling my daughter a fangirl with a name like that. And so, I, oh, I lit into him. And then... You know, of course, Avery, she, she did a screenshot, and she put it on her Snapchat. She's like, yeah, don't mess with my dad's kids. I found the dude's other social media. It was real easy. I figure if that's the name he's using on one, that's probably the name he's using on others, and it was. And found out, yeah, his Twitter has been suspended. His TikTok, it's all about Karate Kid 3 and Rocky 3. And... I'm wondering if the dude might not have some mental issues, you know, because he is way too much into these movies, especially for two movies that, you know, well, Greater Rocky Three. a lot of people actually do like that one. I get that. Nobody said that movie's horrible, but Karate Kid 3, really? You know, and they were all, both of those are the third of the trilogy where the first of those and even the second, but definitely the first are considered almost classic movies. You know, Rocky won one picture of the year back when the Oscars actually meant something. And Karate Kid, everybody loved that movie. It was a good movie, a good good classic movie. And both of those, the first sequels, are actually pretty decent. I think Karate Kid 2 is actually very underrated. And then the third Karate Kid went backwards. The Rocky Three, of course, introduced Mr. T, and then Hulk Hogan was in it, and whatever. But I can't see someone just being obsessed with those movies. And uh-huh. yeah, 
And it, and it was, uh, you always felt sorry for the guy, but my sorrow only goes so far when he's uh, attacking my daughter. So anyway, but that's all I got. Yeah, it's just blows my mind that some people yeah. can't let things go. I mean, it's like if somebody who said right now, it's your opinion. He said, oh, the views, the fantastic thing to watch, and they just they gush about it. Well, I don't think it is, you know, and that's why I don't watch it. Guess what? We can agree, disagree, and move on. I think you have to get postal about it. I don't want people getting get yeah. us like that, man. It's crazy. Now, Grant, no, part, of, part, of, part of the podcast here is me and Kyle disagreeing and then jousting back and forth, but that's actually part of why we're, you know, part of the podcast. You know, <laughs> that's the entertainment piece. That's the whole I'm, point of it. I'm disappointed that you don't have any fan people stalking you. What? People, fan people stalking me? Yeah, I'm, I, that means we're not doing a good enough job that she's doing a better job than we are. <laughs> um, I'm trying to increase the audience. I know you've also been trying. Um, we've actually lost listenership. I don't know what happened there. Um, I guess and, I offended it into a gum crowd. Actually, oddly enough, our listenership, it started, I think it was going down before this, but right at the time we did the show in the U.K. and Ireland, that's when all of a sudden our listenership was going down, and actually most of it dropped from the UK. But I don't think that was necessarily the reason why. It, that may have been a coincidence. But, um, you know, but I mean, we're going to keep improving because, you know, this really is not anything. We're not making money off of it because, Kyle, I can tell you right now, the amount of money that, you know, because, I mean, because it is monetized. Um, the most, well, actually, grand total. Let's see, one month made eight cents. Um, let's see, last month I made a dollar fifty, or that a dollar twenty-one. The highest month for some reason in December it jumped up to a little over twenty-five dollars, but the closest it comes um, to that out of any other month was a little over seven dollars. So basically, and it cost me thirty-nine dollars a month to actually keep this hosted on, on Block Talk Radio. So the monetization, it costs me $39 every month. So, wow. yeah, so this is not obviously something we're, we're doing for a profit yet. However, if it ever does get to that, then you and I will talk about splitting the profits because I'm pretty sure, you know, um, $1.50 – <laughs> you know that's not even worth that's not even worth discussing. You know, forty six cents, huh? That doesn't need to buy a pack of bubble gum right now, right? You know, so if we are able to increase the listenership to the point, you know, and actually, really, um, I'm going to talk to some other podcasts, which we have gotten support from other podcasts uh, sometimes, and I know you don't see us because you're not on Twitter. We have had the our just basically the Twitter username uh, tweeted as part of groups. It's part of an effort to follow each other, so you can actually increase your follower count on Twitter, which in turn should theoretically in, increase your listener base. Because now you have other people, whether they're listening to this podcast now, they may want to listen to 
this one that this first podcast is talking about because we have had uh, slop drop wrestling. Because uh, I've actually I've talked with them a few times and um, they've actually listened to the show and they said they like it. At least they claim to listen to the show and they claim they like it. But um, but I don't I don't have any reason to doubt them. And they have sponsors, but some of their sponsors aren't exactly family friendly. You know, not that they're bad, but it's not. You know, um, they're not necessarily something you'd see, you know, for a family on the show. So maybe that's something we ought to think about also. Not that I want to be a a swear fest, but maybe instead of going full out swear fest, maybe go PG-13. That may give us a little bit of latitude because most people under 13 aren't going to be listening anyway. And this is my son because apparently he is actually a fan, which goes along with his elite status on Yelp. Yes, you heard me right. What in the world? Yes, we found this out not too long ago. Yeah, Rich, my 10-year-old son has an elite status on Yelp. And no member of my family has ever done a Yelp review. Um, We found this out because we had a bad experience in a Frishes one day not that long ago. And we are not talk to the manager people, so if we ever get to that point where we're talking to a manager, it's pretty bad. You know, it was little to no service. It was when we um, finally got our meal, it was not only burnt, but it was also cold because it had been sitting there waiting to be brought to us for a while. And they never brought us um, – we needed refills on our drinks, never brought them to us. We watched the same waitress who said, I'll get you refills. She kept walking by us. You know, for a 15 minutes, finally we said, the heck with this, and we left, and I spoke to the manager and ended up getting our money back. And, I mean, that's how – and uh, there was somebody there who was picking up food for um, DoorDash or Uber Eats, one of the two, didn't matter. And he's, he actually told me kind of quietly, he said, this is the worst restaurant that I pick up for. He said, they are absolutely horrible because they had changed around a lot of things, and – and it just wasn't working. They need to go back to their old way, basically. But as you know, of course, after we left and we're on the road, we're all still kind of mad because, and, and we're hungry because we didn't really get to eat our cold, burnt food. That's when my son says, "I'll give him a Yelp review." We're like, "Like, don't no, you're not going to do a Yelp review." He said, "Why not? I have an elite status." And we said, "Do what?" And that's when my wife looked and she found out. Yes, he has been doing Yelp reviews for a little bit. Or like that's we well we check we check his like any kind of electronics we actually go through them and look for the things like conversations that aren't supposed to be having. We had no inkling to even think about looking for Yelp reviews, but apparently he's gave so many reviews that he actually has an elite status now. But anyway. Yeah, so hey, I like that one. <laughs> you learn something new every day. I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's not what we were searching through his his electronics for. You know now, how? Huh? Her elite status child reviewed the most recent raw. Um, he really doesn't. Watch Raw. Occasionally he'll say, "I want to watch Raw" or "I want to watch SmackDown with you," and then he'll sit there for ten minutes and then he'll leave. So he doesn't really uh, pay attention. 
pay that much attention to it. And he does like watching wrestling live because when we've gone to the, the NWF shows, he's always enjoyed them. And, yeah, but just wrestling on TV right now, he's just not that interested in it. So I honestly don't know how he would review it. Well, that's a an interesting point to close up the year. If they can't entertain the 10-year-old fans, who's going to watch this? That's true, because you're not going to hold the attention of a 10-year-old by having a 20-minute skit at the beginning of every show. Because I was 10 when I started watching wrestling, and the show started with wrestling. It started with a match. And then they may have had an interview, and then they that lasted, what, two, three minutes? And then they'd have another match. And then they might have an, immediately have another match after that. Then they have another interview, then another. They would fit you know, six, seven matches in an hour show. Now Raw is on for three hours, and they can't even get five matches. But they have a ton of skits. But maybe with Raw going back on the road and SmackDown going back on the road, and AEW is already performing in front of live audiences, maybe that will actually help improve the product. Hopefully Ring of Honor and Impact follow suit. Because I, I watched the Ring of Honor, the last, the latest Ring of Honor uh, episode uh, last night. I had it DVR'd, and they don't even have their uh, like the fake audience, you know, where they have like their actual talent as so-called audience members. So they're just still in an empty studio yeah. or an empty arena, and it's not working. And Impact, I haven't watched them in a, in a little bit, so I couldn't really tell you what they're doing. But And, and that's a, a hard thing, not being in the business. Um, where's the podcast go for the next year? Well, we can always talk about the past is always going to be there, and there's a lot of things we pick up from that. And we both like specific cards that we would like to discuss, certain WrestleMania, certain SummerSlam, certain other pay-per-views. We can even, and I, it, um, you'd be more the expert on any of the old TNA or slash Impact shows, uh, their pay-per-views. We can talk about certain specific wrestlers because I think those we've actually been coming away with pretty decent shows. Because I'd like to actually discuss Chris Jericho because I, I think Chris Jericho is one of the most interesting individuals out there just because of everything that he's done and he's successful at everything he does. But we've also talked about, you know, bringing back some of the top tens. And, you know, and one of the things I think I would really like is feedback from the listeners because we know we have listeners we're just not really getting a lot of feedback, if any. And so I'd like to push that. Hopefully more interviews because uh, Selena Dean being on the show, I think we can actually work some more interviews in there as well. What do you think? Yeah, I think being flexible with the uh, 
time as well. Yes. But speaking of which, I am going to have to probably cut off within the next couple of minutes. Um, but I don't uh, if that's uh, cool with you. I mean, if you if you need to keep going, we can. Oh no, I don't need to keep going. Yeah. So, um, but then unfortunately, I got I do have some unfortunately a couple of work things I have to do before I go to bed tonight, get ready for tomorrow since you know three day weekend and everything, and we just had our month end, and so that always makes today fun. Yay. But I don't have anything in mind for next week. Um, unless you want to talk about Chris Jericho, because that's actually something that's um, been on you know near the top of uh, my list for topics for a while. Maybe not for a while, yeah. I mean, it's more recent. But go ahead. That's a good subject. We just missed the year anniversary of the Scott Hall showing up. Treating the NWO, we did, but speaking of anniversaries, and I'll say this before we uh, call it a night: today is my eight-year anniversary of my last day being active duty in the Air Force. Woohoo! Yep. Yep, so tomorrow marks my eight-year anniversary of being retired Air Force. So I just wanted to throw that in there. And uh, one of the nice things about being in, in the Air Force, and I've told these everybody this, uh, one of the greatest things are the people who you meet and who you work with. And I, apparently and obviously, uh, I have actually made two of my best friends who were actually sitting here talking with us on a podcast uh, 22 years later from when my wife and I got married and you two were some of the groomsmen. So I think that actually says a lot. Say again? You, you did have the, the most handsome and... Really <laughs> yeah, did you know that, yeah, right? We're not biased. Yeah, we're not biased at all. <laughs> you know, you got to call um, a fat when you see him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we were talking about renewing our vows at one point. Um, but we've also found out that that's not as easy to set up as what you think. You know, so maybe one day, and then we do, we want to have everybody who was in the wedding before, we'd like to have everybody back out. But we'll see. That's a long ways out well, of the road. You but don't, You don't still ahead. talk to everyone in the wedding. Um, there's only one person who we might not talk to anymore, and that wasn't on my side. And I just got hit. Somebody just hit me. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, everybody, um, my best man and all the groomsmen I had, uh, I still talk to all y'all. I still keep in touch with everybody. So for the one person that you no longer talk to, what would her wrestling name be? Uh, Whore Thief. <laughs> and we'll wow. leave it at that. <laughs> but so, in, um, but until until then, I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night, Kyle. Uh, Rich, nice talking to you again. I uh, appreciate you calling in. And yeah. shout out to Whore Thief. Yep, shout out to Whore Thief. Uh, 
Shout out to every time, every time I say that, somebody sitting right beside me keeps hitting me or pinching me. But protect your hose. It's going to be Horthy, Horthy, and Selena Dean at the next NWC review. Oh, that'd be a good one. But until next week, Kyle, we'll definitely be staying in touch. And God bless you, my friend. God bless you, Rich. And I'll talk to y'all later. All right, guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. See ya. Bye.